I would like to present to you a little Juju podcast live in New York City. All you need is a little juju. Hey, all you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. A little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. Y'all better sing us. It's how I start my day. Why, why can't burn no say? And I want and I'll never get played. Thank you, thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm so, so excited to be here and do my first live show in New York. Period. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Bienvenidos a Cuaba, a Pura Boya Boshiche. Welcome to the A Little Juju podcast live show. This is the Womanist Witchy Insight podcast that dives deep into pop culture, the black healing journey, and the ancestral spiritual tools that can help get us free. This is the hashtag Black Ass Spirituality Show, and I am your host, Juju Bay. <laughs> I am a psychic, I am an Orisha devotee, we'll talk about that, I'm a hoodoo, um, but most importantly, y'all, I'm, I'm a bad bitch witch, okay? <laughs> Shout out to all my witches! <laughs> Shout out to all the witches in the building. Um, and you see this lovely person next to me, this is the Ahime Aura. <laughs> Ahime is a scholar the uh, author of Ancestors Said, um, a priestess in the Ifa tradition, an Orisha priestess. Um, and she's a friend of mine, and she's a very, very powerful spiritualist and a very, very powerful practitioner. You may have seen Ahime. If you've ever, if you know about Kailani or if you know about SZA, if you ever look at their stories, something from Ahime is there. <laughs> Ahime's words travel far. Travel very, very far. So I'm very honored to have you today oh, um, on the show you with so me. Much. Do it too bad. <laughs> Give it up again for Ahime. But thank you for introducing me very, very well. I don't really got nothing else to say. You gotta <laughs> touch stuff on it. Period. Period. <laughs> so again, thank you for being here. We have such a lovely show set up for y'all today. This is our special pride episode. So we're gonna <laughs> We're going to do the witchy, we're going to do the juju, we're going to do the magic, but we're also going to keep it, you know, for us, <laughs> for us. So um, I think a lot of times as uh, black folks, especially queer black folks, 
and in the space of like ancestors, and for those who don't know, um, we work a lot with ancestors, and ancestors are spirits, so the people that we descend from, everyone in this room has ancestors. Whether you know who they are or not, whether you engage with them, whether you pray to them, you got an altar to them, you came from somebody who came from somebody who came from somebody who came from somebody. So all those people are around you, and so that's a, a, a core part of our belief system. And so as we're engaging um, as queer black people with our ancestors, a lot of times we're like, wait, do they actually like me? Like, <laughs> like I'm a little like, you know, are they mad at me for that? Cause like, yeah, like my grandma wouldn't like that. So does that mean like my deceased great grandmother, you know, hates me? So it's like a whole process of like really discovering and, and learning about who they are. So I'm curious, especially you as a scholar, um, and especially like African culture, how, how has your process been of like being someone who identifies in the community, but also like engaging with your ancestors? Like, what does that look like for you? How do you understand that sort of in this post-colonial world throughout the diaspora? It's, it's. <laughs> Period. It's like as, as deep as I go with my ancestors and as deep as I go into like my scholarly work. So for folks who don't know, I do everything in relation to African studies. So like African gender, um, African queerness, those are kind of segments of my research. So when I kind of go deeper into my ancestors, I kind of look more into African gender systems and kind of have a realization of who I am. And it's almost as if everything in my life kind of came to this moment of reclamation for myself, but also reclamation of my queerness, which has always existed, even though there, these are just new words we're, we're using to kind of refer right. to ourselves. Um, so I look at how queerness has been innate and within my lineage and how this entire returning back to my African traditional practices it's almost as if it's kind of like reawakening destiny for me um, and reawakening destiny and how I interact with people who are also queer. Yeah. How do you um, know that you have queer ancestors? Like, of course, we can figure that, but how has that sort of shown up for you? So growing up, I have always had like an interesting relationship with gender and my gender identity. Um, I never really grasp the aspect of womanhood that has been really put on to me right. by colonialism, by imperialism. And going deeper into my practice with Ifa, which is a traditional African spiritual practice from Nigeria, it, my ancestors showed me something very particular of how I had an ancestor all the way back who was exactly like me and how the fluidity that I have of gender wasn't because of just, that's just me and I'm weird, <laughs> but it's because it's an ancestral characteristic that I have. And that was the most healing thing for me who always felt as if I didn't truly belong. It was Yurisha named Enrinle, who is very not mainstream. They're very local and very from a small town in Nigeria. And a thing about Nrinle, who's Nrisha, which represents a divinity, they embody both masculine 
characteristics about them. So masculine and feminine, as in masculine, they see over the earth of the plants, of the forest, but also of the water, the ocean, and the river. So these are like the feminine, masculine attributes to them. And they are so special because they breeze through these worlds with so much fluidity. They represent gender fluidity in of itself. And when I found Rinle, and Rinle actually came to me via a dream, like this is me, mm -hmm. I'm your ancestor. And I could almost just cry because it's like, so this is why I feel this way, why I never felt like I could really truly belong is because of you, because who I am myself is spiritual. My gender is spiritual. My identity is spiritual. It's not something un-African. It's mm -hmm. not something that deserves to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. It deserves to be elevated in a way. Mm -hmm. And my reclamation with Nrenle and my relationship with Nrenle has made me just look at life and look at queerness so differently. Yeah. Being queer is a spiritual thing. We recognize spirit. Yep. I said. And even like with the dream, and really loves dreams so much, and the dream world is very queer in my opinion because there's no other way. Of course, it's very queer. <laughs> very queer. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Can you talk why would about I it, dream friend? that? Like, why would I dream that? Why would I see like that? that? Exactly like that. <laughs> okay, okay, right? And he said something so profound because in the diaspora, there's practices of Orisha like Lukumi, Santaria, Kondoble, etc. And then Rinle is like transparently considered to be a, an Orisha for queer folk. Like they literally say this, right? But in the continent, that word is not used. Right. And in the dream, it's told me that. Yes, he is queer in the diaspora, but in, the, in Nigeria on the continent, this queerness is implied. It's implied, it's an implication of gender because of these words that we're using is very new and very colonial as well because it almost tells us that who we are is a new age identity when it's not traditional, when we ourselves are not ancient. Mm -hmm. So... It's like the implication of even what I want to talk about is like the difference between uh, implied gender and gender that has been given to us due to othering, like being othered. I always say like when you can other somebody, you can destroy them and you can impress them. And in relate to me is about recognizing the implication or the innate gender and spirituality that exists. So, period. I say. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how to do Thank microphones. You. <laughs> Thank you. Period. Thank you for that. Um, you saying that is a part of the reason why I've, I don't struggle anymore, but I actually had a moment where I was like, am I queer? And not because am I queer, because I'm queer, but like, do I want to call myself queer? Like, does that feel um, a part of me? And so I've kind of moved away from that identity um, not the experience, and I'm not offended or anything. If people call me that, like, that's totally fine. I get it and use it, you know, colloquially because it's just easy. But I think for me, as I've started to really embody, like, and study and learn from my spirits and from my ancestors, they're like, yeah, we was queer, but, like, that, I don't know what that is. It's just more of, you know, the queer is the othering. And actually, I am not 
an other. Like mm. I'm literally the original, a, a regular, the, the standard. And so I think that because I carry that standard, mm. like I've moved away from that personally. Yeah. Um, but I think I recently had a conversation with one of my ancestors. I talk to dead people, as you can see. I talk to dead people all the time. So I was having a conversation with a dead person. Um, it was, this was a, a, a ancestor who came to me in a dream who told me um, a location that she was from. And this happens very often. They'll come to me like, look, I'm from this location. Today it's called Nigeria, but back then it was not called that, but this area and this, this town. And I was like, okay, and I had to look it up. And I was like, oh, that's really a thing. Like, I really be seeing shit, okay. <laughs> so, but I was, so, I do, so I do this thing called libation. So I'll, I'll like pour water or like flick water on the ground um, for my spirits before I talk to them. And so when I was talking to my ancestors, I did that. And I was feeling funny with one of them. Like I was saying her name and I felt like something odd. And I was like, okay, what's tea with you? Like what's going on, auntie? And she was like, I don't understand like what you're doing, like the life that you're building, like with this another person, like this person who is like not a man. And I was like, are you homophobic? <laughs> and she was like, no. She's just like, I just don't, like just can you explain it to me? And I was like, if you're open. And she said, yes. And so I just explained it to her. I was like, you know, I'm deciding to do a thing because these are feelings that I have for this other person. And she was just like, oh, okay, yeah, I've had those feelings too. And when I think about times when I was with um, a friend of mine or a woman from this town or whatever, like she went into that. And I was like, okay, so we have the same feelings. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just moving forward to make a choice to live in that experience when you didn't get a chance to be able to do that where you were. Mm. And she was like, okay. So it wasn't that she didn't understand me or my desire or my experience. Mm. It was that she didn't understand like, yeah, you have that, but you can do something with that. Like you can make a choice to live a life in that. And so that was one of the most powerful things for me. And it was such a healing moment. And after that, with my libations, I didn't feel nothing from her. So she, she got it. <laughs> so, and I love that for us. That's, that's kind of like the healing in practice. Like that's the healing of like, some people say you go back when you heal with your ancestors, you heal seven generations back and seven generations forward. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a part of that like generational mm -hmm. shift that kind of happened in my lineage so that someone else down the line doesn't have to have those same conversations. Um, with their families. Um, okay, so um, all that to say there are gay ghosts. <laughs> um, there are absolutely gay ghosts. So um, I can't say too much because I might get fined, but I hope you all have your Hulu accounts. And if you don't, you should get it in October because I will be starring in a paranormal investigation show on Hulu. <laughs> So I'm bringing, I'm bringing the black witch. I'm... Oh, it is. Look at that ancestor. It's a Hulu poster behind. I'm screaming. So, um, so I can't say too much about that because I will get fined. But when you watch it, you will see what I'm talking about with the ghosts and like the gay ghosts. Okay, that's all I can say. Um, thank you. So do you have any stories that he made or do you want to like get more in detail about 
not gay ghosts, but maybe gay ghosts <laughs> or queer energies or spirits that you found. I Me, mean, you did talk about Irene Lay, but just other sort of uh, stories or tales or lore that you know. Do you know any? Yes, it was actually like kind of similar to yours of having an ancestor who didn't really understand queerness. I remember when I was trying to rise up in the morning and then I heard a voice said, are you gay? <laughs> I was like, you know, hmm, how's that? how do I respond to this voice? Am I saying anything? It was like, oh, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm interested in whoever is a spiritual thing, you know, love. And then the voice was like, okay. And kind of drifted off. And I feel like that was also my first interaction with my ancestors who did practice uh, and venerated in Rinlay and kind of understood this spiritual understanding of gender. Um, and Rinlay has not been venerated in my lineage for almost over a century. So in wow. Rinlay coming back and finding me in a dream, it was almost a, a homecoming for me who is exploring gender and being like, okay, so this is this is how I kind of come to terms with my past self, but also not just for me, but for my ancestors and for my descendants who kind of feel the same way that I do. And all I can say is, and Rinle is very gay, in my opinion. Like, I mean, I mean, people from Africa may be like, but to me, <laughs> to me, when I got in, when we talk about getting initiated into an Arisha, about getting initiated into a natural force, a supernatural force who's an embodiment of nature, they kind of translate and remove and rebirth us as a yeah. person. They step into our bodies and we become them on earth. I'm telling you, when I got initiated into in Relay Nigeria and I came back home and I looked at my closet and Relay said, mm -mm, all of that gots to go. Why are you wearing that? And I, not, to be honest, I think it's only... Only a queer Risha, only someone who understands that could tell me the truth, right? And it was the, the rebirth process yeah. and becoming myself and the clothes that I wear and how I appear aesthetically is because I had this Risha who was a little bit queer, a little bit fruity in a way to tell me the truth about, you know, how to embody myself in a way that it relates to my spirit. So I give so much Iba and homage to Enrile for showing me Shame. me and being okay with being myself. Shame. I was, um, actually, Kenya told me about uh, this story. It comes from Kenya. And there, oh, Kenya told me about Kenya. Like, <laughs> and um, there is a tree that is in some parts of Kenya. I was thinking I was reading about central Kenya called the Mugomo tree. Okay, yeah, is that, did I say it correctly? Okay, so the Mugomo tree, and it's a very revered tree. Um, the tree is seen by elders and community members as um, a space for the ancestors to show up. It has been a place, um, the tree can also grow up to like 300 feet. They can last as long as like 500 years. So that tree has seen a lot. That tree is often venerated. Um, offerings are given. You're not allowed to cut it down. If you do cut the tree down, um, you have to go through. It has to be a whole uh, a process, a ritual, in order to do that. Because if the tree falls, people are like, "Oh, something's going on." Like the Mugumo tree fell. We got to see what was what. Like this tree holds a lot of power. I mean, it's said that the ancestors sort of live within it, and I mean, it is an ancestor if it can stay around for that long. And so um, the tree, I'll say one story I was reading is that the tree actually 
depicted, or a seer actually, um, in the in the town said that this was when Kenya was un, under colonial rule, and it said, well, when the Magumo tree falls in this particular town, I can't remember the town, uh, we will be free from colonial rule, and so I believe it was the British. They actually built a metal casing around the tree so it would not fall. Um, so this tree, they knew the everybody around knew the power, um, and when that tree fell, it, they. The, they were no longer under colonial rule, as the seer had said. Um, one time a Mugomo tree fell, I think it was the first president of Kenya passed away. So these trees talk, right? Like they, they tell stories. They are very important. Actually, this is just a little side note. I, I just want to name that, you know, trees talking and sometimes the Mugomo tree may be lit aflame and there's fires and people pay attention to that. So as we think about what's happening in Canada and how New York was so affected, like we should pay attention to how the trees are talking and what they're saying to us. And I know that we don't necessarily live in a society that thinks about plant life and even animals and what they communicate. But I think if we did and we all took our own personal ways to pay attention to that, that we would make a lot better experience in life for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I just want to name that. But... It's interesting because they say that if you walk around this tree, some elders believe that when you walk around the Mugomo tree seven times, your gender shifts. It changes. Mm. You, can ch you can completely change genders just from doing this particular ritual or dancing around the tree. Um, and I thought that that was really interesting because it's kind of like, it, it shows like how malleable like all of this shit is. Like you can walk around a tree and like be a different and be in a different body or be a different person or have a different experience. And whether or not someone that has happened to anybody, you know, I don't know if anyone's been on the news, but like, I walked around a tree, like, <laughs> I'm Sarah now. But, but like, but I think it, it, it's a testament to, like, it's a testament to, again, how malleable, how things can, can shift so easily when we just make a choice or a decision. Um, and then that can be it. And it can just be as simple as walking around a tree for ourselves. Um, anything else you want to add? Gender is a spiritual thing. That's yes. Yeah. Gender is a spiritual thing. Okay. So, the stunt. The stunt. I am a witch. I'm not going to do a magic trick. <laughs> but uh, Ahime is a very talented, I, I neglected to say this, a very talented astrologer. Like, yeah. like thank you, thank you. down. What? Taurus. Yeah. Amy is a lovely Taurus. I am a Cancer. <laughs> We're my Cancer, period. Shout out, to, shout out to my water babies. So we want to choose a few people from the audience to come up. Ahime will do, if you have a question or keep it, you know, kind of simple, please. Ahime will kind of give you a little chart. You have to know your chart. So pull your co-stars out if you don't know your chart. Please. Uh, I know y'all got it on your phones. Just yeah, bring it I up. on your phones. So come up. Ask a simple question about something. And he may will give you a little uh, astro moment. And I actually read. Um, I read a lot of things. But one of the things that's easy to read is playing cards. So I will give you a little one-two with the cards as well. So you'll get a double thing. So Kenya, will you choose? Or can people just come up? Yeah, Kenya will choose. Okay, we have three folks. Yay! Three brave souls. Okay, so we'll give you all a mic. Just ask your general, your general or simple question, and then we'll give you our advices from spirits. Okay, so soon 
I'm gonna go through my Saturn return. Mm. Oh! Mm. I feel like it got me by the neck. Same. And I just wanted to know a little bit more about that. My Saturn's in Aries. Ah. So I feel like it's real fiery. I'm not, you know, so, and I, I don't really, you know, I'm not so deep into astrology. So since you really are, I just wanted to know more about that. What is to be learned? What, mm -hmm. you know, should I focus on, you know, anything mm. like that. And Can you say your name again? Shahada. Shahada, okay. My name is Shahada. Okay, so first I want to say is, can y'all stop being so scared of your Saturn return? It's a checkup. <laughs> Tell it's us. It's a checkup. It's when us. Saturn comes back around and says, so what you been up to the past 27, 28, 29, 30 years? What, are you, what have you been growing? What systems have you been putting into place? What are yeah. your structures looking like? Who is your community around you? Do you have any form of self-accountability? That is what Saturn is checking up on. And yeah. Saturn and Aries, how long are you going to let yourself be small? Ooh. You know, like Aries is the leader. Aries is the initiate. Aries is the start of the spring season. You have to stop playing small and step into your leadership qualities. That's what Saturn and Aries is going to really be teaching you, how to be a leader. How to say the truth and mean it. Mm -hmm. How to tell people no and not back down. Ooh. Even if your voice shakes and cracks, you really got to stand up for yourself. Yeah. So don't be afraid of Saturn. Come to Saturn like a warrior because that's what Aries is. You feel me? Yeah, I feel that. Okay. Period. Okay. Oh, and one more, one more little thing because I pulled some cards on you now. Um, I got a five of spades, four of diamonds, seven of clubs. Basically, what this is saying is that your Saturn return is going to be a lot about um, endings. But specifically for you, I actually see some endings in how you're making money or just a change in like what you see for yourself in regards to how you feel um, settled or at home or um, how you're bringing in finances, like what makes you feel secure. Mm -hmm. Some of those things that make you feel secure today are going to come into question and will subsequently end. That's not bad. That's a wonderful thing because it's making room for, um, I'm seeing some kind of new position or some type of new um, trajectory or like, but in a leadership role. So that aligns a lot with um, what Ahime said. It's like, uh, maybe like even if you, I don't know if you have your own business, but like starting your own or you do have your own business. Yes. Okay. Yes. Started it. Okay, great. That yes. is going to. Yes. It's going to cement. That is going to it's really. Going to cement. Yeah, you're going to. Yes, that's exactly. It's going to, it's going to cement. So I'm glad that you have your own business because that's what the cards say. So it's, it's going to be time to like, okay, maybe I can't bring these practices into my workspace. Right. Um, right. But you're going to have some more stability around your finances at that time. Thank you. Hi. Oh, yes, you got the circle chart. <laughs> oh, you about to pull, pull the full chart out. Yeah. Period. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so I think I might be on the other side of the spectrum if there is one. Um, I have a lot of Capricorn and a lot of Aquarius in my chart. Okay. And those tend to be the Saturn. You are a child oh, of Saturn. Okay, yeah. You are a child of Saturn. Yeah. yeah. And so again, I'm in another transition in my life where I'm trying to come back into New York 
And so I just wanted a little bit of clarity about what I'm supposed to do. Because it feels like I'm good at a lot of things, but then I'm good at nothing. So oh, okay. So your question mm. is, now that you're back or coming back to New York. What should I be doing? What should you be doing? Okay. And do you mean career doing? Life Absolutely. doing? Absolutely. Something doing? for stability. Okay, um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Am I supposed to be here or something? I thank you. Give thanks. I thank you. Okay. The cards are not talking about money and career and work. Oh, listen. Oh, I stop beeping. Okay. The cards are talking more about relationships, <laughs> connections. Um, <laughs> deepening connections and, and establishing relationships. I don't know if you're in one or not, but I'm so sorry. I, I said, oh, I don't know if you're in a relationship or not. Oh, you're married. Okay. Is your partner coming with you? Yes. They are doing things right now. They're in an internship right now. In okay. I'm telling all my business. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm seeing more about your relationship, um, okay. but I'm seeing like, it's like there's there's a lightness to it. Like uh -huh. there's some type of shift or something that happens in your relationship that's really positive. Mm -hmm. And they're saying to just make sure that, of course, you you will figure out the career and work stuff. Like let that just kind of chill out and also focus on like what you want out of your love when you come back here. Um, because it has the ability to really change, but like feel more um, like ha embracing childlike fun that with is each how other. We are, yeah. yeah, they're a Capricorn. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm getting in regards to that. But maybe he may can give you more with the... Yeah. The so rest. looking at your chart, you have a lot of your... Most, if not all of your planets are Capricorn and Aquarius. So you were definitely right. And what I can say is, like, they're sitting in the eighth house and the ninth house. So I, the eighth house is about death, the occult transformation, but also the things that are hidden, right? Yeah. The things that, that require deep transformation to get out of you. Yeah. And with the ninth house coming in, that is like the mentor and the student, the teacher, the spiritualist who becomes spiritual through the study. It also talks about travel and relocation. So oh. it makes a lot of sense <laughs> why you're kind of deciding yeah. on wow. traveling yeah. and relocating during this time. But also, what I really want you to do now during your time in New York is get in touch with your spirituality. Why I say this is because you have too much planets in your eighth house to not be a spiritual person. Right. And to not let spirit and what spirit can use through you, which is transformation, kind of give you almost like a, like a springboard to where you need to be. You're Pisces in the 10th house. Pisces is a spiritual sign. 10th mm -hmm. house of career. You make your money with the second house and cancer. Mm. All water signs. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, 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 right. I do understand. Yeah. It is through spirituality is how you're going to get your come up. It's how you're going to feel comfortable in here. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, you can't go out of New York without a spiritual bath. Y'all know who live here. It is this very spiritually congested area. And it's also spiritually fertile. You see all the neighborhoods being built upon African burial grounds. Like it's a very spiritually charged. You need to see life through spirit. 
And that's how you're going to be able to progress and truly find home in New York. And it'll give you your money. It may even correlate with what you do for work yeah. in the end of it. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Oh, another circle chart. You see? I'm, I'm so loving happy. the circle, oh, the full charts. So, Prepared. I'll be honest. What's at your first, name first? Na Akua. Na Akua. Um, I'll be honest. At first, I was like, should I do this? And then I was like, yeah. So, honestly, I just need a read. You need a read. Okay. You want to read first? Okay. No matter. Okay, let me see. Mm, a Libra Sun, a Libra Mercury, a Scorpio Venus. Ooh, Scorpio <laughs> Venus. You love and you love well. Like, I want to love and I want to keep you for a while, love. I want to love and I want to be in your skin with Venus and Scorpio. Like, if we're not merging, is that truly love? <laughs> And Libra sun in your rising sign, a Libra sun in your rising, you know you look good. And people tell you you look good. And that is something that can also be money for you. When people see you, they can give you money based on your aesthetic and your personality, just who you are. You must always be kind of like striving to connect with somebody. Like be a little bit personable when you're meeting them because they may give you like a gift or some type of lucky thing mm. that can really give you just joy in your life and also increase your finances as well. With a Scorpio Venus, it sits in your second house. You need to always make money through your heart space. If that shit ain't giving you heart, if that is not here, your money's always gonna feel not enough or you're not gonna be able to hold on to it. Mm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Your cards are very nice. Um, I hate to say that some cards are like, some cards you'd be like, ooh, I don't want to talk about this right now. But your cards are actually very grounded. And I hope that you feel, like, I'm, I hope that you feel as good as I see your, you, you are and will be. Mm. And I know that you often question what you're doing or how it's working out. And I know it's so much easier said than done, but like you gotta relax because from what I see, you got a lot of shit like in the horizon, on the horizon that you're actually already moving towards that you don't even see, that you don't even know. He may talk about money. I'm seeing that through the Ace of Diamonds. I don't know if you're in a relationship, but I'm seeing if it's, regardless, it doesn't have to necessarily be relationship in regards to romance. I'm married. But you're, okay. Period. (laughs) But I'm seeing um, relationships um, deepening with someone who you will be partnered with. So, like, not necessarily your partner, although it could be, but you making money with somebody else. Or, like, you... Uh, it could be a business partner or just connecting with someone and like elevating your y'all's finances together. So I would also think about if you are in partnership or how you could grow in partnership um, around sustainability. Mm-hmm. I'm also seeing that I'm just feeling like your your spirits are just 
I just feel like you are second guessing way too much, and it's it's almost like an uh, um, an irritation, not from me, but from your spirit. So it's kind of like you you are overthinking things that just don't need to be thought about. Mm-hmm. And so figuring out for you what your you know what your routines are, what your rituals are. Mm-hmm. Um, Hema just talked about spiritual bathing or like um, your your prayer life or something to kind of bring you that groundedness because you're good, but you like have to trust that you are good, you are with a good person. I'm seeing a lot of stability in the home, grounded space. You are very smart, I'm seeing that. Um, and like also just growth in, in connecting to other people, like Ahime said. Yeah, I do want to say, like, add on to what Jujipe said. Like, you are really good. Like, your general placements are pretty good. Like, you got a Jupiter in Pisces, which is mega. That's huge. Jupiter is traditionally seas over Pisces, right? So Jupiter is the luckiest planet in astrology. It's also the biggest one. It will also expand and grow anything. So what Jujipe talking about prayer, that is really what you need to be able to kind of embody as well because Pisces is a very spiritual sign mm-hmm. so in order for you to grow and your and expand your money or expand love or expand anything you got to get in touch with the spirituality side of things mm-hmm. got you. okay got you. I'll got you. I'll thank you thank you I think we're good okay um well thank y'all so much for tuning in <laughs> for being here we're at the end of our show, but um, if you loved us, um, yes. Yes. I, well, one, keep your eyes out for the Hulu in October for the show. You can also find me at It's Jujube, I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E on pretty much everything, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm also raising money for my podcast because I've been podcasting independently for quite some time. And it's not free it's not it's free to listen to but it's not free to produce so i've been taking a hiatus in order to raise money so you can also support that if you like and um that's all for me and he may drop your team yes. so i'm a Hime aura and you can find me on all social media under the same name it's e-h-i-m-e aura all together one word um and i also have ancestor said i self-published ancestor yes. said right and because no publisher wanted it, and I was like, you know, I'm not going to do anything. And Ancestors was like, you better do something. Figure it out. So I self-published it, and I'm just so grateful that y'all loved it so much for a publisher to love it so much. And yes. the republishing of Ancestor Said comes out July 25th. Woo! So, yes! Get it up. Run it up. Pre-order. Um, Run it up. Yeah. That's all for me. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all. Shout out to the Juju Bays in the audience. I see y'all. I'm the root and then I'm wavy. And it's amazing how it saved me. I felt the magic was inside. I knew the whole time. I got the mojo and my titties got the whole night. I got some candles in the back for when it's go time, go time. So do nothing without intention I thought I should mention This ain't new invention My juju's for freedom If yours not, I question No setback, just lessons A class is a session Now people are calling us back to tradition The spirit is saying that we got a mission So I'm gearing up when they call, I'ma listen Don't get in my way, I got pots in the kitchen All you need is a little juju All you need is a little juju All you need is a little juju all you need is, all you need, 
All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. My spirits always keep me in the loop. So before you lie, I hope you tell the truth. Cause I can't speak on what they make me say.